hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Anyway, <laughs> that was quite the throw out, uh, throw out, throw back. I enjoyed wow. that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Okay. So it's another week and we're back and we're here and alive. Um, and what a week it's been. Am I right? Girl, you are right. Here, here. Here, here. Um, yeah, lots of stuff going on. I just want to like call out a few things. Um, my hearts go, my heart, my hearts. How many hearts do I have? <laughs> just one. I feel like we need to like change the recording schedule for the BBQs because we're like fucking dumb by the time Sunday yeah. night comes around. But we're trying to give you all up to date shit. So yes, we want to make sure that we're y'all are starting the week off with everything that happened. Um, the AMAs are currently going on. Um, but, uh, going back to where my hearts are going out to, (laughs) (laughs) it's only one heart. I promise. Um, I just want to, you know, leave a little space for what's going on in Iran and also, uh, what happened in Colorado this weekend. Um, five people were killed. Um, I know we usually don't like to start off our podcast with, um, a sad note, but I, felt like we had to say something. Um, you know, we just want to acknowledge that the world is uh, being a pretty scary place right now. Um, and our jobs here are really to try to bring some joy, some happiness, some like reprieve, I think, from the day-to-day bullshit that mm-hmm. we keep seeing and being inundated with. So with that, I think we should get started. What do you think, Lena? Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And I also want to preface too that those two things are um, not the only things that are happening in the world. There's so much more. Uh, also, the Green Power Ranger died. James Frank. No, white. That made me really sad. Well, he was green first. Was he green? He was green first, and then oh, he I became he white. white. Tommy. Tommy. Oh, I was a Power Rangers home. fanatic when I was younger. I was really? always Kimberly. My sister was always Trini. What does that say about us? Because she looks Asian. I look white. Was I racist as a child? You know, hopefully not. Um, but that was just the way that went. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was sad. That was sad. Oh, yeah, so many memories. So for our millennials, millennial listeners, like we're with you in like our little bubble of, you know, grief and and just being like <laughs> memories you know that one really hit me in the feels this morning i i was really sad about that i feel like we're but, we're losing you know folks that we grew up with it was aaron carter 2 weeks yeah. ago now it's tommy the white green power ranger it's kind it's a of tough time for us millennials check in on your friends yeah. Check it on your friends, y'all. Check also, it's kind of weird too that they're like so young as well. You know, usually like you start to get a little bit of an existential crisis when people your age start dropping like flies, right? Because then it's like you know clearly you're in that age range, but we're not in that age range, y'all. 
I didn't think we were, but apparently we are. I am, you maybe not, but I I, I feel like it's creeping up. It's creeping up. Apparently so. I don't know. Um, Okay. We we got to get, you know, changing subject here, getting some happy feels. Um, So as for our listeners, new and old, this is our BBQ segment where basically we give you top headlines of the week, uh, you know, current trends, viral TikToks, as we all know, I'm the TikTok queen. Um, and then we just kind of give you our top of mind thoughts, uh, a little bit of context, of course, and then our top of mind thoughts. And so we've got a few headlines ready for y'all. We promise it is juicy this week. Uh, Alina, do you have the timer ready and set? Yes. Almost. For- <laughs> Oh my God, surprise, look surprise. At you. And I'm here and I'm, oh, sorry, I messed it up. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, okay. We are ready. Okay. We've got five minutes on the clock. Okay. Let's Take it away, Mads. Do it. Okay. So Taylor Swift is pissed off about the Ticketmaster fiasco. Now, for those of you who may have been hiding under a rock this week, uh, ticket there was a ticket purchasing debacle for Taylor Swift's new Eras tour. Um, and you know, whether it was through headlines, tweets from Swifties waiting in the virtual queue, or just watching your coworkers absolutely lose their shit in the office while they were sitting in these queues. That's pretty much how I think folks knew. Um, basically Ticketmaster was in charge of managing the pre-sales for X amount of tickets. I think it was supposed to be meant for like 1.5 million of, um, Taylor's like pre-certified fans. Um, and then what ended up happening was they had only prepared for an influx of that amount of people. And what ended up happening was about 14 million uh, showed up and they did not have the bandwidth or capacity to be able to manage that large scope of people coming to their website. Uh, and so, you know, not only did they have this bandwidth, the website kept breaking, people couldn't buy their tickets, people were charged a multitude of times and still didn't receive a ticket. People were literally waiting in these queues for seven hours, ended up with no tickets at all. Uh, and Ticketmaster, dun, 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 had to cancel general ticket sales, which was supposed to happen, I believe, on Friday, due to insufficient inventory. Uh, People are upset with Ticketmaster um, and have essentially been waiting on Swift to come out with some public statement, which she finally did. I was actually surprised it took her so long to come out with a statement, but um, it seems like she was trying to do some digging and understanding what this, what she calls like a third-party entity or source, um, to understand why they couldn't, you know, why they couldn't deal with the influx that they had. Um, and she basically said that she was really upset and she, you know, doesn't want to upset her fans and uh, she was frustrated, um, but that, you know, she was expressing her appreciation for her fans for really being patient because she has to rely on this third-party source. Now, what's interesting about this is that the Department of Justice is actually um, investigating currently uh, not only the whole fiasco, but overall Ticketmaster and Live Nation Entertainment. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there was a merger that happened between the two and people are now screaming and crying antitrust um, because they're way too uh, big. Okay. They own about 70% of ticket sales and like live venue events. So they're a conglomerate. Um, and so people are like crying foul right now, like, you, if you're going to be responsible for these number of tickets, like you better fucking come prepared. And clearly they didn't. Okay. Are we ready? That was a lot. Yeah. I feel like we're, yeah, we've got sorry. five but, minutes on the clock. No, 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 no. I yeah. just mean like there's a lot that to go through with this particular True, topic. Yeah. Um, so let's go. First of all, 
I just want to be very clear and on the record. Yeah, I am not a big fan of Taylor Swift. Um, I I know that's an unpopular unpopular opinion. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Just moved my desk on myself. Um, <laughs> I personally, I don't know. I think that the way that she is, of course, doing what. A lot of people, but I feel like she often does, is she's just kind of putting the blame on someone else. And I, like, that is exactly why I can't stand her. I, I like, you know, sometimes I bop to her music a little bit. I do personally think that every fucking song sounds the same. Mark Mm -hmm. is a huge fan. He's been listening to this new album on repeat. And I swear to God, I can't fucking tell you when one song stops and one song starts. They all sound the same. They sound like all of her old songs. Everybody who wants to talk about how she's the lyricist and songwriter of a fucking generation, show me a song where she's not playing the same chords. Yeah. And then maybe we can have a conversation. Okay. With that said, again, I feel like she's always the victim. She's always placing blame on everybody but herself. And like, if you actually gave a shit about your fans, I feel like you would do something about it instead of just pointing fingers at this quote unquote third party entity. Like, bitch, you are so fucking like powerful that the justice department is getting involved. Like, yeah, you, you like, I I would hope that in these business meetings, Mm. you would take a more active role in understanding. So what is the plan? Yeah. She, it was actually really funny because I don't know if you read the whole statement, but she was like, oh, like I have to let go of control to like these third party (laughs) entities. And and in my head, I was like, is there any way that you could sell the tickets directly on your own website? Like, why do you have to rely on Ticketmaster? Like, that seemed very strange to me, but because she's always a victim. Always show me a situation. Sorry, I, you know how I feel about this. Show me a situation where Taylor Swift is taking accountability for something. Oh, yeah. No, I, Girl, I you you don't need to fight me on this. You know I don't like her. The last Just song saying. I actually liked of hers was Teardrops on my guitar, and that was when she was like a noob coming onto oh, the God. scene. Oh God, yeah, that shit's oh. old. Like no, if you want to I mean, know like, how old I am, yeah, that Jesus. that's. I mean, no, I hate that song. <laughs> Listen, twenty two, great. That album I enjoyed because I feel like that was like different from everything else that she's ever come out with. It wasn't super mm-hmm. country, which I'm not a fan of personally. Um, it was fun. It was more poppy, but now I feel like all this like folk stuff, it literally all sounds the same, but sorry, sorry, cut you off. No, you, you, you didn't. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of her. I think what's wild to me out of all of this is seeing how many people on TikTok are literally posting videos of them crying that they couldn't oh get tickets. Guys, and I stop just... posting videos of yourself crying. It's fucking weird. Also, like... I feel very strongly about that, too. First world problems? My, like, who the <laughs> fuck cares if you go see Taylor Swift in person or not? Like, I'm sorry. Is she, like, God reincarnated Guys, on Earth? Like, I... I don't... Like, I also feel like it's one of those shows that is yeah. in a huge arena and or stadium. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't see her face anyway. You probably get a better view. Yeah. If you watch it at home on Netflix or HBO yeah. when it comes out... 100%. Which it yeah. will because, of course. Yeah. Um, you know what's also really interesting about this is like, so here was the part that really got me was when people were upset initially when all of this went down and they were expecting T-Swift to come out with like some kind of statement, right? This was before her actual statement. And in my head, I was like, I'm sorry. Wasn't 
like they were like, oh, this like capitalistic monster is taking advantage of us. Taylor Swift, like you have to help us and say something. And in my head, I was like, wait, but isn't this the same person who said she didn't want her music on Spotify because she didn't want to have people access her music for free or pennies on the dollar. And she felt like people needed to pay her for her stuff, which thank you as an artist. Okay, sure. I get it. But at the same time, like everyone else is doing it. What makes you so special? Like she is the queen of capitalism. So I don't know why people were surprised by any of this. Like exactly. Also not to be again, not to, this is not like, well, I guess it kind of, it's turning into like a, we hate Taylor Swift moment, Mm. but again, like you care so much about your fans and doing the right thing. And you just want them to get the opportunity to see you fairly. Well, Taylor, how about you don't allow your fucking tickets to resale for $94,000? Like, yeah. Again, you know, she probably is going to put an end to that. Not because it's fucked up and ridiculous because she's not getting her cut of $94,000 off of one ticket. Yeah, she hasn't. Uh Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. So clearly we're, we're, (laughs) we're, uh, very, very biased over here at the basic end of the brain. Um, just like, don't get us started on T-Swift. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know what it is, but like, I, I can't stand her. I've never been able to stand her. I, um, I just don't get yeah. it. Why? I don't, I don't get it either. Like, it anyway. all sounds the same. Okay. I just don't like her as a person. I think that's, that's my that's point. My I think she's annoying. I think she's fucking yappy. Like, if she were a dog, she would be a chihuahua. Because they're annoying and they kind of nip at your ankles and they're just loud. And again, she's always the victim. Always, always. And don't get me wrong, I think the whole I Scooter Braun thing fucked up. About her. Yeah. Again, and I think good for her. She re recorded her masters, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But after this whole drawn out fucking thing, like he doesn't like you for a reason. And I'm not going to lie, I don't care enough about her to really know all of the ins and outs of the drama. That was before yeah. the basic in the brain, too. So. I, I look, I just think she's just a whiner and it's like, little bitch, go back on your stupid fucking jet that also for the record, I'm a tree hugger as we know. Mm-hmm. She is one of the biggest offenders. She is. And she then Amazing. once again blamed it on other people being like, well, I loan out my jet. It, you know what really exactly. got me? Uh, what really got on my fucking nerves was when Nicki Minaj was talking about like black artists and how they weren't being nominated. I think it was for the Grammys or some other music award. And then Taylor Swift had the audacity to come for Nicki Minaj's throat and was like, why would you say that? Blah, blah, basically like shitting on Nicki Minaj being like, why would you say that I'm not deserving of this like nomination? And Nicki was like, girl, I'm not fucking talking about you. I'm talking about like black artists. And she was like, oh, whoops, my B. She's so annoying. I was like... I, I, Girl, bye. Girl, bye, bye. Okay. All right, anyway, we're way over. We have on. to move on. Yeah. Okay. So this is pretty, pretty juicy news. If you ask me, I think we've all kind of known this has been happening over the past couple of weeks, but it's been confirmed. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski. I think it's Ratajkowski. I don't think is you say it? the J. Okay, so Radikowski, there mm-hmm. we go. I've always had a problem like pronouncing her last name. Um, get cozy in first picks since dating news. So it was recently released or launched, or I guess like they did like a soft launch of their relationship this past <laughs> week, um, coming out and showcasing that they are indeed together. She went out with Pete for his. 
29th birthday, which still I cannot wrap my head around the fact that he is younger than me. I don't know why that disturbs me so, but it does. Um, and they've, you know, been seen kind of canoodling with each other uh, quite a bit actually this past week. Now, we're going to get into some detail stuff, but um, I think you should start the timer because I've got some additional oh. context that I want to add to this outside of the context that was provided in the article. All you ready? Right. You Go. ready? Yeah, okay. I don't know okay. where this is going. I personally, but conspiracy theory that this is all a PR scam. And I will tell you why I believe it. So okay. there was a video that came out, I believe it was on TMZ, where Pete is literally in his car waiting for Emily. And he's like pretending, like literally over-exaggerating, like not wanting to be seen by the paparazzi, which if you've seen Pete in the past, he doesn't really give a fuck if the paparazzi are there. He's always yeah. like, yo, what's up? Emily is literally on the sidewalk. And so like the camera slowly moves over to her and she's literally just standing there and then she sees that the camera is there and almost like some switch turns on in her head and she's like okay go like almost like ready for her scene she walks over to the car then she decides to turn around walk back and it's almost like she's texting like oh we got the pictures like it seems very 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 orchestrated is what it felt like. And so a lot of people are insinuating based mm. on this evidence that it is all a little little scheme going on. It's a little PR stunt, if you will. I don't doubt that. I mean, look, I don't care how big your dick is. Like, first of all, I would be a little bit worried about, you know, the cleanliness of that thing at this point. That's yeah. number one. But I just, like I was looking at photos of him and all of his ex-girlfriends, which by the way, the list is just actually incredible. I mean, Kim, Emily Rada, Rada fuck, I said it before, Radikowski, yeah. whatever her name is. Um, you know, you have Phoebe from Bridgerton, you have uh Ariana Amy McDowell's Grande. daughter, Ariana Grande. Like it's insane. Kate Beckinsale, it's oh, insane. Yeah. I I like I and I don't get it. I'm sure he's funny. I'm sure he's nice. He's- but like the rebound king at this point, like literally name him the rebound king. I also yes. worry about him. Like, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I also feel like if you, <laughs> you are don't. known, <laughs> no, clearly I don't. If you are known as the dude who is like fucking all these beautiful women and getting in relationships with all of these amazing women and can't keep them, like, what does that kind of do to your psyche? Yeah. And what does that do for your long-term like prospects? You know what I mean? Like if I was a girl who was like single and I met, you know, P and I knew of his dating past, I would be like red flags well, all around red flags. Yeah. But like, isn't it kind of sad that be, for, for Pete, it's like, Oh, good for him. He's dating and sleeping with all these beautiful women. But if like when he's ready, he'll find someone. I bet you that's the like mentality no, a lot of people have my, about it. I don't no, have but that I bet you a lot of people do. I just think, yeah. oh, he's not ready. But I feel like if it were a girl, it would be a very, very different narrative, which <laughs> very is just different. Ridiculous, but yeah, um, but no, I just, like I really, I don't get it, and I that's my point is like I don't disagree that a lot of this is just publicity. Yeah, Emily Redikowski, like she's obviously stunning. She's beautiful. Yes, she's a great plastic surgeon. Let's be real. But at the same time, like, I feel like she's kind of always been on, like, the edge of Hollywood in the sense where, like, she's like super famous. Hollywood. Hmm? Like, the peripheral of Hollywood. Like, not at the center. Yeah. Got it. Like, yeah. okay, she had that role in um, 
watch that Ben Affleck movie. Oh my God, this is going to drive me crazy. It's His wife is Amy. I don't know. Anyway, she had a role in a movie with Ben Affleck. Okay. As like his side piece. But beyond that, I don't think she's actually had any Robin Thicke's music video. I feel like that's yes. what skyrocketed her to fame, to be honest. <sighs> yeah, No, but I feel like it was really like Instagram. Like she's an influencer, but I feel Maybe. like she clearly wants to be perceived as somebody who has talent. And I'm not saying if she yeah. does or she doesn't. I haven't seen enough of her to know if she does. But so, I like, yeah, like I, I could see this as being her in. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. This is what I'm saying. Like, remember how we theorized or we had our, another conspiracy theory that we thought Julia Fox and Pete Davidson were literally hired to date Kanye and Kim respectively because of that like Barbie and Ken photo shoot that they had been in previously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think like it's all somewhat interrelated and I feel like Emrat is like maybe she, this is a contract between her and Pete so that she can yeah. get a certain level of publicity. Um also, another article came out this week about her saying that, like, essentially insinuating that he's not the only person that she's dating right now. Oh. So I think she's laying the groundwork for us that this is kind of bullshit. Know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, good for him. He gets to maybe sleep with all these beautiful women and good for her. Hopefully she's getting to experience that dick, which is apparently huge. But what if like all of this is just the rumor mill and really he has like a, like a micro penis? Like I would laugh. <laughs> Kim, we need we need confirmation. We need receipts. Come back to us. <laughs> oh my Come god! Come back to us on that. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah, I like I don't buy it. They're not gonna last. Yeah, I mean, I just Sorry. feel like at this point it's just a drinking game. Like how long is he gonna last? Like we should all just be betting, right? Every time he gets into a relationship, which is so shitty. But at this point. I mean, with the precedent he set. Come on. Exactly. Um, You're asking for it. But okay, moving on, moving on. Next. Um, So this is also juicy and new, hot on the press. Uh, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are taking a break after nearly two years together. Now, for those of you who don't know, Olivia Wilde is a actor, director, producer. Um, she is known, um, well, I know her from House when she was a doctor on that show. Um, and she's now more famously known for her director role in Don't Worry Darling. And for being uh, served with, custody papers. At the, exactly. And for being served custody pa- papers by her ex-husband, Jason Sudeikis, who everybody knows and loves as Ted Lasso. Um, she has been dating pop icon star Harry Styles, um, and they have been for the past two years. And so a lot of people are insinuating that the reason for the breakup is because they're both in two different places in their lives. There's also another camp that believes that, you know, their relationship has been mired with all of this drama related to Don't Worry Darling. Um, Mm -hmm. and for our viewers who may not know, uh, apparently there were all these rumors going around that there was drama between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh who was sort of the lead actor in the film um, and that uh, Florence was actually the one who was really directing and doing all these things and Olivia Wilde was like giving her a hard time and there's a whole plethora of articles that one can read about the supposed drama that happened on set. Um, but some people are saying that because of the drama, it kind of led to potential fracturing in their relationship. Um, actually, one of the pieces of drama that like made me cackle was when they were at, uh, was it Cannes? Or was, I think it was Cannes, when they were at Cannes. 
and uh, it looked like Harry Styles had spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, what is happening at this fucking... It was a slow <laughs> news week. That I think it that's was. what that was about personally. <laughs> but, you know, what do I know? And then Florence Pugh didn't show up to certain interviews because she just didn't want to be in proximity a little bit. Anyway, so uh, they are now broken up. So let's go ahead and, and, and give our two cents on this. Okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. Ah. I can't get the, the screen back up. Okay. Go. I... You know, okay, I'm going to say something that once again, people are just going to be like, Maddie, that's all you do is just fucking conspiracy theories. But conspiracy theory, um, there's a possibility that this was all a PR stunt as well. Because if you think about it, like, hasn't she been in production of this movie for like the past like two years? And he, oh, I also forgot to tell our listeners, uh, Harry Styles was in this film as well. Don't worry, darling. Oh, yes. He was a main yeah. character. Yeah. A lot yeah. um, opposite Florence Pugh. Opposite Florence Pugh. And so it, um, you know, a lot of people were insinuating that this is possibly another uh, PR scheme, if you will, to get more traction. That like, ooh, the director and main like actor are like sleeping together. Um, and then, of course, as we all know, more drama unfolded, which I think led to some of the commercial success to the film. But um, I think that's a possibility. I also think, too, like she literally jumped into this relationship with him immediately after her divorce, divorce from Well, Stegas. there was like that whole drama about the salad the nanny, dressing. Yeah, the nanny <laughs> claiming that like Jason Sudeikis like laid down in front of her car one day because he was so distraught that she was making her special salad dressing and bringing it to set for Harry. <laughs> I, I, guys, still unclear as to what like... She I shared no that salad dressing, by yeah, the way, on the, Instagram, yeah. I believe. Which, good for her for reacting in that way. I mean, I think that's the yeah. most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But yeah, I have to be honest. Yeah. I also don't understand the obsession with Harry Styles. Like, I think he's a great performer. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, his his songs are cute. You know, you can listen to them a couple of times. But then after that, I'm like, okay, we're done, personally. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too fucking old and I'm just too, like... I think he's the world. cute. I also have a thing for British dudes, and I kind of like the uh, yeah. the metrosexual look. Um, I am so not into that. Like, I literally feel so like so- I, I could throw him over my shoulder. I feel like he is very confident in his like masculinity, and I think that's what makes him like quite sexy as a human being. If I'm being honest, but. Going back to their relationship, I do yes. think that he's at a different point in his life. Like 100%. he's still touring right now. He's really young. I think he's like, isn't he twenty six? Like, yes, very yeah. Young. He's like the like Kendall Gigi age. Yes, and, and um, yeah, like, he's not ready to be a stepdad, guys. Let, let's be real. Like he's not. on Vogue she every has, other fucking month. Yeah, releasing like, singles. She, she's you know she's working on films and she's got two beautiful kids that she wants to raise and mm. it's just it's just different priorities yeah. um so yeah I mean when they were first together I was like oh like they're kind of cute like seeing some of really? the um I thought that they were cute together I but yeah weird. I mean now that I look at it it just it never made sense I also think that he was a rebound he was a healthy rebound from her relationship with Jason I, I guess I just like, fun and exciting. 
Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess to your point about them being different places in life, like he's literally catapulting to like the highest level of fame. I know One Direction was really popular and whatnot, but that was obviously like a group theme situation. And now it's like just yeah. him. So I definitely think, yeah, like that's got to be a lot of it, at least in, in my eyes, like he's got so much going on and maybe she's taking a different approach. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know that I ever thought they made any sense. I thought they were cute. It's kind of like the sure, same way they Kim held hands. It was sense. cute. Who? You know, it, it's kind of like the same way that Kim and Pete were cute. We, we right? think they were it's cute like, now? Oh, I thought that they were like cute together. I mean, it was weird, but like, I was like, oh, like, okay. I mean, I guess Aww. she was but like smiling this- in photos for a change. But yeah, exactly. And so I think that was what this was. It was like he was the rebound. He was healthy. He was like young and fresh and wanted to treat her really well after what was probably a very tumultuous situation with Jason. I mean, if your ex-husband is serving you papers while you're in the middle of talking about your film that you're directing, problematic. Do I can only think, imagine though, like, what that marriage actually- was like. Do you think he had a hundred percent? I don't think I so. No, I don't. 100%. I can't see him doing he that. He came out. His camp said that. Oh, we had no idea. We would never. But then she came out and basically said, "Like, there's a reason why I left him." So I think he's petty. He Maybe. seems like the type of person to be petty. Like he, I disagree. Seems like it. You can't be Ted Lasso and be an asshole. I don't know. Uh, that's what good acting is called. Girl, I don't know. What are anyway, you talking about? I, I'm not, I guess like it's just, you know, was never, this couple, I didn't ever see them like getting married. Mm. So. Definitely didn't see them getting married, but like, but, I mean, I'm not sad by their, you know. Yeah. Same. Decoupling, if you will. This but, does not hit me the way that Brittany and Justin hit me. This does not hit me the way that Jessica and Nick hit me. That's all I'm going to say. But okay, we got to move that. on. Got to okay, move on. next one. Um, Chris Hemsworth to take time off from acting after discovering Alzheimer's mm. disposition. So for context for our listeners, uh, Chris Hemsworth um, decided to do this sort of Disney Plus a National Geographic special called Limitless. And um, on that show specifically, there's a scene where a doctor is kind of sitting with him and talking about certain things that have come up on his blood test. And apparently he has a gene Uh, that makes him eight to 10 times more likely than an average human being in the population Mm -hmm. to develop Alzheimer's disease. Um, And as a result, I mean, I don't know if you saw a snippet of it, but um, I saw that snippet and it was kind of heartbreaking to see like someone being told that, you know, like you could see him kind of deflating in real time. Um, And as a result of that, he has decided to kind of take a step back so that he could be really around his kids, uh, Mm -hmm. be more selective as to the works work that he's doing. He basically said it's not a retirement, but you know, it's, he's going to be more selective as to what he takes on. It has to be worth it. Um, and that, you know, he really wants to be around for his kids. He's like, you know, soon they'll be 18 and out of the house and I'll have missed that. Um, yeah. You know, it was also really heartbreaking was in the show too. In the snippet that I saw, he talks about how it's like his biggest fear. Like, could you imagine being old and like the memories of your kids, your wife, the people you love just completely gone. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so that's sort of the context there. Let's get into it. Oh, shit. Sorry. My job. My job. <laughs> God Sorry, damn it, I was, Alina, I was listening to your job. story. <laughs> I was listening to the context. God, I literally have no fucking work to do this week. Um, this is sad. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I feel like you, you can't think, 
you can't feel anything other than empathy for this situation. Like I know yeah. I've done 23 and me and I specifically did not do the medical part of it because I was like, hell no, I don't want to know that shit. I don't want to know because I'm the kind of person that will wait for the other shoe to drop. Mm -hmm. And so I can't imagine not only like having that information, but then having to hear it, react to it on camera, knowing that's going to be released to the world. Yeah. I think, you know, good for him. He's obviously, he obviously does, you know, he's, I'm sure he's passionate about his job, but like he doesn't necessarily need the income. They're going to be fine. You know, yeah. he gets to see his kids grow up now. I, I, I yeah. really, I don't think that there was any other reaction. Like, can you imagine if he was like, cool, I don't want to stop. And I like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what other reaction could you possibly have? Yeah. I feel like Alzheimer's is a really tough one because it's one of those things that we don't have a cure for. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, as much money is being poured into the research. We haven't really gotten far or as far as we would like to, um, you know, I, I think I've been very frank on this show that um, my dad had dementia or dementia, Alzheimer's slash, it it was like a weird mix of the two. And uh, it's one of the worst things ever to see someone you love just completely forget who you are right in front of you and to forget what day of the year it is, like what time of their life it is. Um, It's really heartbreaking. And so I think I have like a personal level of empathy for Chris having like, no, because here's the thing, you can have all the money in the fucking world, right? But like health is one of those things that yes, you know, you can afford the best care of course, but like once you lose your health, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, and to know that you're more susceptible to something that's quite horrifying and you know what's coming at the end, mm-hmm. oof, that would be a mind fuck. Yeah, honestly. exactly. The, so the reason why I did not do twenty the the medical is wasn't because of Alzheimer's um, specifically, but my father had Parkinson's, and Oof. so I did not want to know. I feel like there was a celeb. Oh, I think it was Sergey Brin, the the president, whatever, one of the founders of Google that had recently found out via Twenty Three and Me that he was predisposed for Parkinson's specifically. That made me realize, like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not. Again, I don't want to know. I want to live in kind of ignorance, which maybe that says something about me. But, um, but yeah, exactly. Like I, I just think, like personally, I don't think that that's a way to live. Especially yeah. if you have a personality type like me that is a control freak. That is something that is so fucking far out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it, and yeah. it may not happen, but it may happen. And so, you know that that was a personal decision. I w- I wonder if they gave him a heads up, but they I kind of. Like, I didn't see the clip. I know that you said that you can kind of see him deflate live, but that would kind that would be pretty fucked up to like actually not give him because that's that's a very very serious thing thing to share. Yeah, and I don't care about the art. I don't care about the the series. Like, hey, if you send a contract person. though, they can do whatever the fuck they want to you. I know. I guess you're right, but it, it, in that case, like. God, people were so fucked. Like if that if that's literally the the level or lack thereof of like empathy. I have no faith in our society, as you know. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, again, you know, I, I hope that he gets that time, and I hope that when he does yeah. come back, he comes back and he's super excited about it. But yeah. it's just sad. I mean, and we promised our listeners sad. no sad. I know. I, here's the thing, though. It's like, you know, a lot of people have been saying public sentiment wise, well, it's like, it's nice that you, you know, at least you have the money to be able to take the time off, right? Like uh, a lot yeah, of people don't every, have that yes. ability. 
Well, so. I'm just glad they're not attacking him for that because I feel like that's like some shit yes. that people would do, right? Yes. You know, exactly. 100%. Good well, for him. Of course, there are the... people who are miserable and are still going to say shit. Like I have seen comments yeah. that have definitely been on the nice, not so nice side, but I think majority of people like yeah. feel a, a sense of empathy that like that sucks. I also feel like though that's that's Chris Hemsworth and like his general like the public sentiment about him is like you're funny and you're like a family man and you know yeah. uh, you don't hear that much negative. I mean, you can't exactly. go after his looks. So yeah. you know, in general, I'm, I'm I'm happy that people are being supportive more than anything. So yeah, yeah, Chris, we're thinking oh. about you. Mm. Oh. Okay, okay, we're under time. Aunt, under time. Look at us. Um, I think, well, it's a good thing that we're going, coming in under time because I think the next one is really going to take the cake on time. Um, yes. <laughs> so we figured that we would share with you all um, this next article because it's definitely part of pop culture moments this week. Well, actually for the past like fucking few months, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the article headline today is how Elon Musk's Twitter reign magnified his brutal management style. So... To give a little context for those who may not be aware, I think it was back in April of this year where essentially he had bought a shit ton of shares. Uh, Twitter wanted to offer him a board seat. Uh, There was complications where they didn't want him to have like a majority control or a stakeholder control in Twitter. Then he ends up offering to buy Twitter because he wants to work on making like a freedom of speech kind of platform. Yeah. Or focus on that. Uh, They get into an agreement. He's about to pay $54.4 per share, I believe. Um, And then he ends up backing out of the deal. Because he's like, I want to know how many bots and spam accounts you all have. And Twitter was not forthcoming with that information. They decided to sue Musk. And then Musk decides to counter sue. Because Um, America. Exactly. Hashtag America. Um, He ends up moving through with the deal. He shows up actually the first day after the deal has been signed with a kitchen sink. (laughs) Like, what? Uh, To the offices. Uh, He ends up firing the CEO and the policy director on that day. Shortly after, he lays off like half of the company, which is about 3,700 employees. Um, He then asked for some to come back shortly after because he was like, whoa, we're actually understaffed. Who would have thought? JK, Um, we need your role. We need you in your role. Basically, uh, he then ends up trying to like change policies and implement new features. And the newest one that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about is the blue check mark. As we all know, blue check mark is usually to identify public figures and people's official accounts. And he decided to do a paid subscription of $7.99 a month for you to have that lovely blue check mark. Now, what ended up happening is he didn't have safety measures in place. And so you had a whole bunch of fraudulent accounts <laughs> that decided to post uh, and, and create accounts and get that blue check mark. Um, and I think. I think the best known one is Eli Lilly, which is a pharmaceutical company where they basically, somebody created a fraudulent account, got the blue check mark, and then basically said like, oh, we're giving insulin for free. Their stock tanked that same day because of that. I didn't know this story. Oh, yeah. That's that's a little scary, but okay. Yeah. And so he ended up having to reel back the subscription program, um, and he's just trying to figure out what to do with the platform. Uh, He recently uh, reinstated a whole bunch of people. Uh, Kanye, Jordan Peterson, a whole other slew of people who have been removed from the platform. And uh, most recently today, he reinstated Trump based off of a Twitter poll that he had on his personal Twitter account. Okay. Um, Five minutes on the clock. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's just... 
That was a mouthful on my part. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. And thank you for kind of giving that context. There's so much. And there's honestly so much yeah. more about there this is so whole much topic. More. Yeah. Like literally there's a whole thing about how he fired uh, or he like got rid of a whole bunch of software or like microservices and then they accidentally deleted the one that is um, uh, is two-factor authentication. So yeah. if you're like a public figure or something, you're not like a government official or something that actually needs 2FA in your account, you can no longer do that so you can't do access it. your account. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. He's locked people out. It's a, it's, it's a shit show. Um, and it's not only that, there was also a point where, um, so he had sent out an email being like Twitter 2.0 and being like, you need to come back into the office and you need to this and you need to that. And a whole bunch of fucking people quit that day because they were like, this is not the lifestyle that we want to yeah. live. And this was post layoffs. Yes. Um, and so he ended up like essentially struggling and there were all of these tweets going out and articles coming out that Twitter was going to die that night. <laughs> that Twitter as a platform wasn't going to make it because they didn't have the engineers to keep it running. Oh my God. Um, clearly that was not the case. Clearly we're fine. He also did another weird fucking thing, which how out of touch do you have to be? So apparently he sent an email out one morning, I think it was like Wednesday or a Thursday being like, okay, I need those engineers to come into the office today. Uh, I'm going to be there around two. If you could fly in, that would be great. Excuse me, what, sir? You want people to just fly in on like their private jets just yeah. to come and see you for a 2 p.m. meeting? <laughs> How many engineers do you have that have private jets? <laughs> How well are they paying Twitter engineers? God damn. I mean, apparently, <laughs> apparently. And, and and Tesla engineers as well. Because he also kind of like brought Tesla engineers and, yeah. and into Twitter and was like, fix it. Yeah. Like, fix I it. I just, I don't he, know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if Twitter is going to survive. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I am unsure what's going to happen. I mean, this is like the definition of the worst 30, 60, 90 day plan, I think in the history of like leadership yes. at any company. Yes. Um, I, I, if, if nothing more though, can you fucking imagine making a $48 billion like mistake? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, and Maybe and, and I don't know if he's... What? Being so manic. I think that's probably what it is. Because if you think about his behavior, his behavior has literally been very, very manic. You know, and I don't use that word lightly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's literally every day it's something else. The email that I was telling you about from whenever, that was like a three-part email. He sent one right after the other, right after the other. Like the man I think is very, very stressed right now because this is a $48 billion deal that he made and could very much be a fucking mistake. Yeah. You know? Um I I think it's admirable what his intent originally was, right? To create mm-hmm. a platform where, you know, people from all walks of life could come and discuss their varying ideologies, sure. Um, however, execution has been pretty flawed, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as uh, as the professionals that we are in our day-to-day lives, yeah, I think I think yeah. that this is this has like just operational negligence all over it. And uh, I, I, what do you do? Like, how do you come back from this? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I feel like somebody, I don't even know who can get through to him. Would it be Grimes? Also, Are they still together? Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. Somebody not. needs to like, his mom needs to like calm him the fuck down. Just, but and, uh, like, how, how do you actually take a step back at this point? You've literally like the, the company is imploding in yeah. real time. 
I don't know how you, how, how do you stop moving at a pace that doesn't, is not productive? Yeah. I wonder if he's like this at Tesla. I, 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 I feel like his, like his ruling with an iron fist Yes, it is very much like that's it's it, it's Tesla's notoriously a horrible place to work from a culture and like work life balance perspective. Yeah, but I feel like there's like enough foundation leadership Exa- exactly. Like yeah. there's like enough stuff that's already there. Yeah, that can help achieve his goals. Yeah, whether or not he does it in a way that makes sense or whatever is an, is another conversation, but. No, I, I I feel like it's not nearly this bad. Like literally, can you imagine you less than 12 hours after you buy the company, you just lay off half the people without even knowing who they are? Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, I think the Trump thing was really funny. Um, just one last note before we end. Uh, apparently, right, he reinstated uh, Trump, told him come back, and Trump is refusing. Trump's well, because like, he has his own social media, right? His own also, social platform. He's saying that Twitter is like a shit show. I don't know if you saw, but he's just like, yeah, yeah Twitter's going through some problems. I don't think I want to come back to the platform. Like Trump is saying this. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't, I don't care if what Trump, side of the political spectrum you're on. If, if you think if, that Trump has like very thoughtful <laughs> communication, like his, his comms team. Yeah. You know. If Trump is coming out and saying that your company is a hot fucking mess, <laughs> sir, we got to reevaluate our priorities and figure out a game plan here because this is <laughs> not great. <laughs> God. I mean, I, I think this is definitely something to watch because every day there's like something else going on and we will keep you all abreast of the situation. I mean, I don't need Real Housewives right now. I just need to watch <laughs> Elon Musk on Twitter. Like that's really what this is. It's going to be a reality TV show, honestly. Oh my gosh. Ooh, maybe that's an idea. Jill, our friend Jill. <laughs> Jill, this where are you at, you. girl? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. We'll definitely keep you all, you know, posted on what happens. But as of right now, it's not looking that good. Yeah, but you never know. They might come out with a win. Well, we'll see. Um, and on that note, uh, we bid you all adieu, and we'll see you all on Wednesday. See Bye. you Wednesday. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 